0: Turn the
1: Everybody
0: and uh, you smell better than you used to. That's pretty good. I like that. You look better, too. Do you feel better? Yes. Ah, good. Glad to hear it. Um, I, I've had a pretty heavy message that I kind of dropped on David White one day, and he said, Oh, you got to tell the church. And I said, No. No. And I was really concerned because one of the things we, as a collective group, don't like to do is to hear anything we don't like. Isn't that true? Tell me what I want to hear, and I'll come back next Sunday, (laughs) maybe. Is this correct? This is gonna wind up being the right crowd for this kind of upsetting stuff. I've had a lot of things happen, obviously, in in the last little bit. Um, And one of the good things from it uh, is pain. Um, It's nothing I would recommend, by the way. Um, Not that you are are, are ready and waiting for such a thing. But I, I had an experience and have been having an experience as this goes along. And it's been very illuminating to me as a person. And my hair started falling out, of course, right after the my end of my COVID effects. What a delightful disease. Uh, and um, this was made by man, if you didn't know that. Man invented this, which means God didn't invent it. Man did. I think we probably have a lot more authority over this than we think we have. And maybe it's time to go ahead and take that authority. What do you think about that? Let's take it right now just because we have nothing better to do than to take authority over something that doesn't belong on the planet. Are you getting, are you hearing what I'm saying? God wants to smoke us. He says business, he'll do a nice job of it, but he doesn't do it through a man-created disease. Are I making sense to you? So in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, whose stripes are completed in all aspects of who he is, is in fact true and coming to pass even on a greater level, we're going to stand with what he said. Behold, I have given you authority over scorpions and snakes and over all the power of the devil, be it man-made or not. And so that authority we're taking today, and as a group of people, we're going to agree, if you're okay with that, we're going to agree that this disease is shut down officially now. In the name of Jesus, we shut you down Because you are not from God and nothing from God will survive on this earth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You okay with that? Be sure you don't make your agreement with things you don't agree with. And take your agreement back if you've been doing that. That's what's giving the devil any power that he has is us. Where he hasn't got any power, we're the ones who are walking in it so, I have to ponder just for a second to see where to abuse first. Um, it, was a, it was a gift from Bob Jones said one day that I would be a rooster, and actually said I was a rooster, and that I would crow, and the body of Christ would be uh, convicted for their denial of Jesus. I thought that just sounds like an awesome job. But since then I've crowed a little bit and people hate it, but it's okay. Um. There will be rumors. There will be wars. There will be famine in all the land. Nations rising against each other. Fear will overcome man. False prophecies intending to mislead. Lawlessness will increase. All of Judea will flee. But a child has been born to us, and a son has been given, and the government. on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counts All the people of the streets pray that you not flight me in those winter days or on the Sabbath. I'm glad you're Jesus I'm glad you're the King Just as soon As the tribulation ends The sun will darken The moon will see no light The stars will fall the powers of the heavens will be shaken in the sky. are going. How about you? Not satisfied until Jesus Christ is reigning. How about you? I'm gonna settle down until I see my Lord sitting on the throne. Outside of God's will, He's the author of your blessing and the calamity that changes you. Gotta know something's coming, the times begin to change. The weather's out of sync with all the things we think. Maybe we're the ones that are not. Spirit. Mm-hmm. A lot of things probably we need to say to you and get it over with so David can feel like I insulted you enough. Most um, everything that we are involved with it at this hour, how many know that this is the year of man? 2022 20, adds up to six. That's the number of man. And um, six, six, six is what we're all dreading. Uh, that, means, that simply means man, man, man. That's all that means. It doesn't mean the mark of the devil. It means the mark of fallen man who is in control of everything. So man, man, man simply means man without God. Does that make sense? So that's what we're kind of facing at this hour. That's what we're coming into. Uh, we're not coming into it. We're into it already. Um, and the year of man means man will demand to be worshipped this year. For his great accomplishments. That's not going to work out all that well for those who trust in and rely on and believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, this, if there's ever been a time you needed to worship Jesus, this is that time. Um, and I mean worship him recklessly, uh, openly, uh, whatever it looks like. You, don't worry about looking like idiots. That's already been done. And don't worry about that conservative, stupid stuff. That we—they're conservative. Following Jesus is anything but conservative. He's crazy. He walks right into a fire. He doesn't have any problem going into the worst places on the earth. That's not a conservative. I mean, you catching me on that? So don't fall into that. Into that. Oh, you're a conservative. Stop that stupid stuff. Anyway, this is the year of man. It is not. Uh, supposed to be. It's really supposed to be the year of Christ Jesus. Um, But that's what man is going to be doing. If you don't know that, um, but here's what's been happening to us. Is that the spirit of religion is resurfacing in our young people. Anybody been noticing that? It's coming in a different form uh, but it's still the same spirit of death. It's the spirit of death. And what that means is that any of you who might be over 50, I know hardly anybody here is over 50, but any of you who might be over that age has been through enough in your life to understand how to get back up after a fall. Am I correct about that? I mean, thats if we got anything going for us, I know how to get back up. Did you fall down? Yes. And I got right back up. Isn't that, isn't that what we're really talking about at this hour? And if we can't come to the reality that's your gift to another generation, then I don't know what you're screwing around doing here. Do you see what I'm saying? We're not here to use up space as older people. You know, I'm an old guy who's been retired so many times it makes my head spin. And God is like, I like that retirement thing you think you're doing. And I was saying, surely you want me to go home now. And he said, I'll tell you when I want you to go home. It's when you're not breathing anymore. Then you go home. (laughs) Isn't that how going home, isn't that what that's supposed to mean? And so we're, we're struggling now with that same idea, and we're not yet to the place where we recognize this religious spirit has attacked our youth. It's usually young marrieds. And what they're trying to do, and I totally get it, is they're not willing to walk down this hopeless road us olders are on. That's right. Are you hearing me? Yes. We get on that, man, the world has gone to crap. You know, everything is crap. And that's where we I have been thinking, and that's where we stay. Why? Because we've seen it. Ah, that's brilliant. What we're doing is experiencing the repercussions of the knowledge of good and evil. That's what they look like. Why? Because you're forbidden to know that. Oh, don't, uh, don't raise somebody up in the church without immediately telling them good and evil. Am I right? So we tell them good and evil, but our denomination says this is evil and that's not. And by the time we get done with all the denominations, we have a different version of evil and a different version of good. And what God's good is is, oh, We don't need your good We have our own Denominational good Am I hurting anybody's Feelings yet? It's part of my job so I have to keep Checking on the way um, do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you understand what I mean? It seems insane that in one church you can go to hell If you speak in tongues in another You're applauded How, how is that? How are we not how are we that far apart? You, I guess you know what I mean that 's called the knowledge of good and evil. We are now harvesting the consequences of that that 's why our time feels weirder than any other time. No does anybody feel like we 're in harder times than ever before? Are you okay with what i 'm saying here so far? Or do you want to there's a lot of deeper things that here, but there's also. You know, that stuff that hurts your feelings. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you, Bob, for telling me that. So our young are creating a disgruntled that doesn't have a fix. Because the concept is, can we settle everything down? Can we stop talking bad about the government? Can we stop talking bad about anything? Can we settle everything down so that I, who have a future, and you old people who don't, Are you catching where this is going? We need to, start to try to turn these things around. So if anyone dares get up on this, whatever we call this thing up here, this raised up area, and say anything that looking negative, it's quenching the future of, your, of a next generation. Yes, Do you understand what, what's going on in this? And so it's not because... Maybe what you're saying is wrong or right. It has nothing to do with it. It is all based on our knowledge of good and evil, that with which I'm forbidden to actually know. So you might ask, how do you unknow the knowledge of good and evil? I found that I had to do some things. Uh, And I would say that I'm completely free of it, not for a second. But what I can say is I know the road out of it. And it starts with asking God to judge you. Now that ain't going to be, that ain't no fun, that's no fun, that is no fun. (laughs) Few things in life are as miserable than facing myself. Few things on this planet will upset you more than a real good serious look at yourself. We could all use 12-step program. We really could. You don't have to be addicted to need the 12-step program because it's a, it's a, it's a real face-yourself kind of a deal. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that we are not going to... So I asked God to judge me because I remember reading David saying that in Scripture. But he wasn't saying judge me in my righteousness because he thought himself righteous. He was saying, judge me to see if there's any of your righteousness in me, is what that translates. And I, so I was convinced, I want that God. I want to know if anything in you is in me. Because I've been faced recently with, do I really believe what this book has been saying? And because God, you know, we, we kind of messed things up when we said, I'm supposed to believe in Jesus. The truth is, I'm supposed to believe Jesus. We don't do that. I believe in him, which is a mental assent. We all kind of have that. It's all kind of nice. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. That's a nice thing to say. Do you trust him? Well, (laughs) we're talking a different subject now because trust has a test attached to it. And the problem with the test is I don't like them. Because they reveal something about me I don't like about me. Anyone? And so, what's coming is, you know, when I asked the Lord to judge, all he did, he said nothing negative. He never pointed a finger. He did nothing in that judgment. He just went, Here's you, Don. How do you like it? I don't like it. I don't like it. Take it away. Take it away. And you're supposed to. Help other people find Christ? We might have to get over a few things before we get on to where we're going with Jesus. We're going to have to get over the fact that you think something in the room is perfect. And when it fails your version of perfect... Get the knife out. Get the gun out. I think a blowtorch might be called for at this point, you know. Burn the whole place. I mean, we are absolutely the worst on the planet when it comes to shooting our own. Does that hurt anybody's feelings? They sure did mine because I can, I can run my mouth bad, uh, you know, anytime. Oh, man, are you kidding me? Yeah, you are kidding, you dummy. What are you talking about? I hope I'm penetrating some of that crusty stuff you guys have. Um, We are not going to make it through this next season, uh, guaranteed this year, if we are not a Jesus people. So caught up in Jesus and Him revealing to you where you're off the mark. Well, you know, I'm saved. Are you really? Are you really? prophetic word from bob jones two percent of the church is going to make it to heaven i said oh bob oh bob oh bob bob oh bob what in the world are you saying he said that's what i said and that was from god to me that's too small a number how about you A real serious experience with Jesus Christ. can turn that two into 100 really fast. But without that experience, and I mean without that experience. And so what we've been doing for centuries and centuries, all the way back to Moses, is a man or a woman has an experience with God, and he tells you all about it. And we sit safely in our seats while they take a flogging and so on and so forth. And we watch them live a life of Christianity. We are voyeuring life. We are not in it, we're watching it. Which gives me the right to criticize anytime I don't like what's being said. Am I talking still to the right people? If we don't pass this hurdle, it will be the two percent that make it. It's, the, it's you know, it's, I've, I can't tell you that it's been pleasant the last two months uh, of my life has not been pleasant. It's been a, it's been a really difficult situation uh, if, if some of you may already know, but I lost my wife two months ago, and I was like, "Oh my God! I mean, oh, this is too much. This is too much." Really? Then he said, "Would you rather have her here suffering, while you're dancing around in heaven?" <laughs> How about you? So. I know she's dancing. I've seen lots of dances. And so uh, the only thing that makes me sad now is that she's happy without me. <laughs> How is it that these things can be like this in this life? How is it that this can be like that? Am I making sense? Yes. So. Living is the torture, right? Living is the punishment. <laughs> you get it? It's why Paul was saying, hey, if I die, man, I'm, I'm with Jesus. You know, I'm in good shape if I die. If, I, if I'm going to stay here, you, I'm going to wear you out with Jesus Christ. If we can't come to that right now, I mean, start wearing somebody out, Start making somebody mad about you over talking about Jesus. And, then you, and when you get thrown out of their house, they go, oh, yeah, man, I, I finally got there. That's what the Jehovah's Witnesses do. <laughs> uh, my, my sweetheart was a, a symbol of the body of Christ. What, what was happening to her emotionally, what was happening to her physically, um, and, and spiritually was a metaphor for the body. So if you really wanted to know what was going on with the Lord or with the church, or with the body, her existence basically was an example. There's several in here who live like that. Am I, do you know what I mean? How many people live a reasonably healthy life and then one day, bang, you're, you're sick, or you feel really bad, or you feel worn out? How many feel like I can't seem to stay awake during the day sometimes? Anyone doing that? That's generally, that's the, what the body of Christ is. It can't really stay awake. So we have wake-up calls. Why? Because we're sleeping. You you see what I'm getting at? And this isn't because you're bad people. It is because the spirit of religion is heavy and it causes you to fall asleep. Almost uncontrollably. Do do you understand what I mean? I've been places, Bill Johnson actually taught that to me as he and I were sleeping in the front seats of of a church we were supposed to be i was playing and he was speaking and i said man i can't stay awake and i look over at bill <laughs> oh he said that's a religious spirit and I, I said what are you kidding he said you can't stay awake when you're around it i said oh that's delightful i'm glad to hear anyone you know when we come to church and we're this is really good i love this service It isn't because you're not paying attention. It's because attention has escaped you. You get what I'm saying. So she was all of that. So what's happening is that what she was always doing is she was tired, but always looking for self-help books. She only had 600 of them. um, Because the body is looking to self-help itself back to life. And it can't be done through self-help. It has to be done through Christ Jesus. But self-help is a road that will get you guided back to the Lord. Just like AA guides you out of the garbage can you're in and back to a place that there is someone higher than you are. Do you understand what I'm getting at? And it isn't because I'm trying to promote anybody's program, because that's certainly illegal and not true. But there is a way that you—if you can't stop you, then you've got to find a way to stop you from your uncontrollable behavior. No? Yes? Yes. Obsessions, codependency, out the yin yang. I mean, we are nuts, O, when it comes to that stuff. We got Jesus who comes by and he said, "You think I came by to bring peace? But I got a sword to divide son from father, mother from daughter." Daughter-in-law from son-in-law and so on and so forth. I mean, he came with a sword to divide. That means, by the way, a disunion of your opinion. It doesn't mean cut your family in half. It means to to stop the agreement. Are you understanding me? All right. Am I hurting anybody's feelings yet? Uh, Okay, I'm working on it. Um, (laughs) One of the visible symptoms of the body of Christ is... Um, lack of breath we're being strangled the Holy Spirit's being strangled out of the body um, and that's one of the symptoms of COVID is to strangle you or you can't breathe that really identifies this as a man-made thing are you catching me? So when we start to work in man-made process, we start to lose the spirit of God. Yeah. And that includes the church, by the way. I mean, COVID, for all of its horrible stuff, it shut every church in the world down. That was God restarting something. There's, I think, I don't know what the number is, it's 15 to maybe 18% have come back. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? That means we had a lot of excess stuff. doesn't mean that people aren't good people. We're not talking about good and bad people because we can only judge that based on our knowledge of good and evil and we're forbidden to know that. i Am confusing you yet or anything like that? All right. Okay. And we are also suffering from a tremendous version of anxiety. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? We are an anxious bunch. Those who are supposed to be resting in God, I am resting, but I'm anxious at the same time. How do you do that? How do you get anxious at the same time you're resting? Is anybody there? I love taking naps. I lay here very quietly while I'm doing it, and we are suffering from anxiety, that with which Christ died for to set me free from. Hmm. hmm. Then, we also have the amazing, dysfunctional body. This is quite messy, isn't it? What's really happening. And I know, I know, I know, we're all saved and we're amazing and we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, by the way, that means I'm supposed to be feared not. I'm fearfully The devil's supposed to be afraid of me because of how I'm made. That's what that means. Isn't that interesting? And in one of these, if we ever woke up, if we ever actually woke up, just like it says, the hall of nature is groaning, waiting for you and me to wake up. Who are are these guys? I think they're servants of Christ. Can you tell? Mm, Not yet, but it, it looks like they might be. We've got every tree in the forest willing to fight for you on your behalf as soon as you wake up on who you are. Am I, am I, yeah, 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 never mind. I'll worry about whether I'm hurting your feelings after this. Mom, one of the things we've been doing and something I discovered the hard way through one of God's revelations of who, revealing to me who I am is that in my overt gifting, I quenched my wife's gifting because mine was overt Mine is loud. Mine is this. And hers was subtle and unique. She had, too, the only person I ever met that had the ability to drive the religious spirit out of the room screaming. She did it regularly. Whenever she started opening up, it was like, Aah! over in the corner, I thought, like, oh, she's working on the religious spirit. And some people hated it, just absolutely hated that. Find yourself walking down that road? you ever been in one of those services where everybody, you know, two or three people are going nuts and you're going, oh, God, that ain't God, you know. And you are the ultimate judge of all things that are and are not God. Is that correct? Is that what we're really talking about here? You know, there's plenty of things that are happening in this life that are not God. You might want to wait for one of those to actually happen before you start judging it. Because I seems like I remember the scriptures, judge not. He didn't selectively say, he said, judge not, lest you get judged in the very same way. I was like, ay, ay, ay. So when I realized I was actually quenching the gift she was carrying, I realized it was because the church was worshiping gifts. Hmm. Let that hurt you as much as it needs to. Because we are not here to worship Because We've got Paul who comes along and he said, um, you know when you all come together, when you gather together? You remember that in 1 Corinthians 14? He said, when you gather together, each one has a psalm or a hymn or a spiritual song. Imagine that happening sometime. And then if you have a tongue, be sure that there's an interpretation. That's good. we got two gifted people. You have to have the tongue and then the gift of interpretation. That's good. I like that. That's good. And if you have prophecy, two or three, and let the people, let the judge, let the prophets judge the prophecy. Whoa. When's the last time we did that? Buddy, if someone has a revelation, let all the gifted people sit down. What the heck? Are we going to follow the scriptures or, we, or is it just a kind of a rough outline? Is that, is that really coming? Are you just hitting your home plate there a little bit? We're in a bad state. We're trying to hear prophetically from the Lord when he could be telling the sound person exactly what we need to hear. We, nobody knows what's going on. If God, I, was, I loved when I would leave try to lead worship, and Bob Jones would be there. He'd be looking up in the sky, and I'm like, oh boy, here comes the word. And sure enough, man, he'd waddle right up to that stage, and I'm going to tell you what God is saying right now. And man, it was the Lord right now. He wasn't using his prophetic gift at that moment. He was using his revelatory, which everybody in the room can walk in. But see, we're still watching somebody up front living Christian life while we sit safely in our seats and the bell's ringing is that do you hear what I'm trying to tell you this cannot go on any farther we've got to pull up the rope folks and we've got to come to that place that we are really serious about Jesus Christ and he, and does, talk with virtually every single soul who would stop and say, Would you talk to me? And we'll do that. But if if the struggle is to get a mic and get up front, you've already defeated the whole point of why the Lord moves on the body. Because you put it all back to the front. You put it all back to the microphone. Oh, you have a mic? Yeah. And that means... What? We got into a hotel room, tonight. Christine and I down in Florida, going to a meeting down there. Stayed at the hotel, I flipped on the television because we don't have one at home. It's just really been a great idea. It was by accident, but... Um, and I didn't realize that satellites, you, could, you can get on one satellite and everything they do on that one satellite is just... I didn't realize that. Of course I wouldn't, but... And it was a religious uh, satellite. And I started going through channels, and every single channel, somebody was preaching. And saying, join, join, or uh, become a member. That was it. Become a member. Hmm. Become a member. Become a member. Become a member. Become a member. We'd like to tell you about Jesus Christ, but you need to be a member before you can do that. We'd love to tell you the salvation message, but you need to be a member. We'll sing you a song, but you need to be a member. What the heck are we doing? That's called the spirit of Babylon. It sells something. That's the spirit. I will one day wear you out with the spirit of Babylon. I don't like it either. I didn't like it. I was terribly convicted when the Lord started showing me that, and so it's. Anyway, we're we're going to get all of this. I'll get. Oh God, I've got to be careful about time. Um, I've been out of time for a while. Anybody noticed our seasons are out of sync? That's scriptural, by the way. There's something that is extremely unpleasant, and it has been happening. Uh, and that is the beasts that are in Scripture, in Revelation. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? There's there's two beasts. There's the first one that comes from the sea and the second one comes from the land or the earth. Is anyone familiar with that? No? How many just know all of that and that's no big deal at all to you, right? How many understand the beasts? I was determined to understand it and so I was asking Jesus. Now, that's a fascinating thing to do. Read the scripture and ask him to describe it to you. Ask him to clarify it. Will you get it wrong? Oh, God. Yes, you will. You'll get it all screwed up. But he will also bring you back and show it to you again. And then if you don't get it, he'll show it to you again. He doesn't, you know, he's kind of a way of writing it that many times in scripture. But I need to have it right because I serve the God of being right. I don't serve the god of being righteous that's what he's changing you don't need to be right in fact the only one that ever was right is the lord and that's the only one that'll ever be right and so on if we could get a hold of that and not feel like i've got to be the one who's right all the time and so i just asked god and these were the things he began to reveal if you're okay with hearing those things this is not for your agreement or approval it is for your ponder Ponder it If it bums you out and you think it's all wrong Don't buy it Don't go down that road You don't like that do you Because this screws up sitting in that seat safely Because I'm hearing the inerrant word of God Is that correct I can't tell you that Do you think the entire Bible is unlocked No If it's not unlocked, what's not unlocked? And I hope it isn't something we just hung someone over. Am I making sense? It was cool to burn people at the stakes not that long ago. Because why? Because you heard God and you can't because you're not special like me. And so the only way we can do this is we've got to burn it out of the people. Is that a misinterpretation of Scripture? I'm guessing it was. How about the Crusades? Was that a misinterpretation of Scripture? If we have done it once, we've probably done it again. So the point I'm getting at is you must hear from God, you must personally hear from God. And if you hear, that doesn't mean somebody's not going to preach something cool and you're going to like it. And if if that rings your bell and you go, amen, and you can hear that, use it, take it, grab it, hold on to it. If it's kind of twisting you around, ask God about it. He said, throw that out, throw it out. Why? Because he's trying to have a life with you, not trying to have a life watching you. Scripture said he is among us, Christ is. Was here, God with us, with. Any rate, okay. I think I'm hurting. I'm hurting a little bit. I can feel a little bit of pain, stinging back, and I feel those judgment faces. I can. I'm I'm really loving that. You know, this guy is off the mark so far. It's isn't funny. That's good. That's good. Hopefully, it will get you into your Bible. Hopefully, it will get you really mad enough to study that thing and find out exactly what it says according to what Christ is telling you. Amen. We can't have 15,000. Yes, we can have 15,000 interpretations of the same thing because they'll wind up being the same thing. If it's Christ, you're after. If it's not him, it'll get skanky. Okay. Okay. The first beast, this is in Revelation 13.1, stood, uh, and John is talking, he's seeing this. I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, uh, having seven heads and ten horns. And upon his ten horns uh, were crowns, and upon his heads were the name of blasphemy, which blasphemy means taunting to fight. So the first thing is, the, the first beast is on the, uh, comes up out of the sea. Sea means humanity. It's a translation of the word humanity. So he comes from humanism. Did you know that? The first beast is based on this is fair. Are we facing the fight on the earth with this is fair? What does a loving, why would a loving God, what? How could a loving God do this? How could a loving God accept this? Do you see what I'm getting at? And so what we have done is we've decided on our own, 666, to make things fair on our own. That's called humanism. And here's the definition of humanism. This is just in Webster's Dictionary. This isn't even a Bible uh, version of it. But humanism means a system of values and beliefs that is based on the idea that people are basically good. Mm and that problems can be solved using reason instead of religion. That's the first beast. Does anybody understand that? Does anybody feel like the fair thing is unfair? It definitely fights against Christ. And the spirit of Christ. You hear that? That's the first beast. Um, and he 's wearing crowns, but actual translation is diadems that 's actually a cloth, a rag type thing that is often worn by high officials to give the appearance of being official, but it isn 't a crown, so they 're actually not carrying authority, and they 're covering their horns for the distortion of their power and you 're hearing you 're hearing yes. so what 's coming is that humanistic thing is using power but it's covering how distorted it is yes. and that's that humanism is rising up does anybody think humanism is rising up yes. this thing started in 1836 that's how long ago that word was be- that began to be used the second beast is the problem beast cuz it's the church It's the church's version. It's the organized church's version of fairness trying to compete with humanism's version of fairness. So we've made up a second version of fairness. Is anybody feeling that? Sensing what I'm talking about? And we feel like all we have to do is come up with our version of fairness and we'll be fine. There's there's nothing on the planet going to be fair except Jesus himself. If he says yea and it's yay. If he says nay, it isn't yay. It's nay. It's not. Am I making am I hurting anybody's feelings? The second beast, at some point, will cause us to worship the first. That means serve. Hmm. Do we have a few things to be watching out for and be careful with? We're not ready, are we, for this? I don't like it, personally. I like to relax. I like to stay home. I like being quiet. I don't like to tell anybody anything they don't want to hear. I like to be liked. How about you? Did you like my song? You like my song? Yeah, I like your song. Oh, okay, good, good, good. I can live another day. (laughs) Hmm. Um, Oh, God, there's so much to this, I can't even begin to get into all of it. All right, I will press on. I know that the 10 horns, um, seven heads, we see them as seven mountains. That's probably true I don't know the answer to that And until you find God And he tells you You won't know the answer either So I know that we've had lots of revelation And concerning that And I believe all of it is probably right It just has to be sure that you pass it through The Bereans, you're familiar with them in scripture They would hear us teaching And they go, oh this is so exciting Let's go home and study the Bible To be sure what they said was right So why don't we do that? Why don't we get excited and hear something and go home and study it and find out whether that was cool or just a great thing to say? I know you know what I mean. Okay. Um, I should just pay attention here. Um, When I realized that Christine really was that, a metaphor of the body of Christ, um, I was... I didn't like it because she would turn up unexpectedly sick, uh, without really being sick, and she would have issues that weren't really issues and things that would be happening, but she was really just experiencing what was going on in the body. Uh, And some of the things. uh, And then one day she she wrote this down. I found it, of course, after the fact. Uh, And she just she was famous for sitting, you know, writing stuff on scraps of paper, all over the place thoughts, things that God was showing her, things like that. It's a good idea to do that, by the way, so you can, don't miss what God is saying to you. And she wrote this, and she said, I would describe myself as functionally dysfunctional. Does that sound like the body? Artistic, yep. Creative, yes. Curious, and inwardly volatile. Knowing about a journey You do not have the time to go on. I think that's a description of the body. It is functionally dysfunctional. It's operating, but it's operating through dysfunction. It's emotionally a wreck. And so I'm not going to show you my mess and you're not going to show me your mess, and we agree to come together, and we can make it for a couple of hours without puking, so I'm good. Uh, I can't do two and a half. I can't do two and a half hours, but at two hours I've got to get out of here because I'm going to wind up being my, going back to being a pumpkin. You see what I mean? When I'm out of here. I don't mean you don't love Jesus and I don't mean you're not still a Christian. I mean a life that you don't want me to see and I don't want you to see has just got into the door and somehow we made this into holiness and not Christ into holiness. He's the holiness you have. And does the scripture not say, I will make you holy as I am? He would make me holy. I'm not going to make me holy. And this room won't make me holy, nor this organization can't do that. But Jesus can. And if we can grab that, man, we could walk in this door holy. And with reality, and you start worshiping God from that reality, and the ceiling will come down. Because it cannot handle the power of a believing, volatile body of Christ. They believe in their master. They believe in their savior. And they're volatile enough to share their true heart when they enter the door, rather than never tell the truth when I'm in here. Is that making sense? Right after I asked God to judge me, I did not like what I saw. Not for a second did I like it. And what he does is he doesn't, you know, he's got this thing about you can go through this on this side or you can wait. But you will be going through it. And it's called reconciliation. How many feel like you need to reconcile with just about everybody in your path? I know I do. Part of the 12 steps is. What about it? Think about it for a second. Man, Making amends with every mess you made. Why would you want to do that? So that you've got something to build on. You can't build on a mess. It's going to collapse the second you put something on it. The second I want to put my faith to it, it collapses. Why? Because I am up to my neck in resentments. And I don't like the way so-and-so does such-and-such. And we're, look where they parked their car. And we're having a fit over all kinds of stuff. Why, he's wearing a hat in church. What a rebellion. What an amazing rebellion that is. Are you okay? Hurt your feelings yet? A lot of you are very uncomfortable about all of this, I know. And I don't blame you. I would be too. If I were squirming and some jerk was talking to me like this, I'd be saying, get the heck out of here. Um, okay. Um, a prophetic word from Bob. Do you guys know Bob Jones? You know who I'm talking about. It isn't a mystery. If I'm telling you about Bob Jones, I'm not. And you know Bob was a character, to say the least. Um And had some fascinating experiences in his life. One of them was dying. (laughs) That's a fascinating experience. Um, uh, And he was brought up into heaven. And uh, he he said, I didn't want to look down because I I didn't want to be sure my robe was white. And he was standing in line to enter in heaven. And he was remembering that every person that entered was asked a single question. Have you learned to love yet? I wouldn't want to be asking us that question, would you? Doesn't mean I'm not really good when I come to church. I'm really good when I come to church. It looks like I love everything and everybody. It's just when I'm in the parking lot that that falls apart. Are you hearing this? You are hearing it. Okay. Then, and so Bob in his beautiful style, is standing there. He can feel a, a presence coming towards him, and he doesn't want to look at it, because they may be asking him not to be in that line. You see what I mean? And the first thing he's thinking is, I'm not supposed to be in this line uh, going into the heavens, and these guys are coming over to tell me, hey, buddy, what are you doing here? But over to his left, he could see people descending, looked like they were on an escalator. Has anybody heard this story when Bob telling you this? There you have it, huh? And as they were descending, um, this, he said, I just didn't want to look. He said, I assumed it was the Holy Spirit. So he comes right up, and he's like this to Bob. And Bob is standing straight-faced and looking straight ahead, you know, waiting for his turn to get into heaven. And he knew he had to go back. And the guy said, take a look at that. So he looks over, and he sees this escalator where he got the 2% from and they were descending into hell any he, and and they said this can't happen your job is to bring whatever information bring whatever news bring the good news for a billion soul salvation hmm. lately I've been feeling the sadness of our Lord I thought it was my sadness for obvious reasons but one, one time because it took me a long time to worship again I couldn't touch a guitar or worship God and I started to feel his pain I said God what's that he said, I am in pain over the lost body of Christ. I kept thinking, don't you mean the world? He said, no. Darryl, are we catching this? Are we awake enough to hear this? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm up on my repentance. Why do you think that's all this is? What about up on your your believing? What about up on your trusting? What about up on allowing him to test you? What about asking him to judge you? God, I hated that. But I wouldn't trade it now for anything. Is it over? Um, not yet. But I can't go on another step unless we can start to feel this from God. I know this, makes, this is that hopeless thing that our young people are saying, you guys are just full of hopelessness. What the heck do I want to come to your dumb church for? We're not actually full of hopelessness. We just don't know where to apply our hope. Are you okay? All right, this is heavier than it wants to be. but So Bob said, well, before things were coming on our nation, this was several years ago, in 2013 that he said this, several things are coming on our nation. Anxiety, that's here. Fear, that's here. And fear, for the most part, is... Making us sicker than any virus. The fear of it's killing more people than the virus itself. And keeping us from actually being human beings again. Then depression. Ah, one of my favorites. That means also money, as well as depression. Emotionally depressed. And then the final biggie is panic. Hmm, A shaking is coming. Does anybody know that? To all finance. Everybody know that? But something you might want to learn or you might want to hear is that we as a people... Our nation was made to be intercession for the world. That's why we're a country called In God We Trust. We're the only nation that says that and has written it on our money. We're supposed to be wealthy. No, not a hundred people wealthy. The whole place is supposed to be wealthy. And what's been happening, and that's so that we can be generous anywhere in the world. Yes. We're the only country. I used to, I've gone to different countries. I've been to several places. And I would sing about the salvation of the lost and watch in America people screaming and yes, and they enter into the intercession. Let's pray for Israel. Yes, let's join together. We could do that this second. Look at all these flags. Why? They should be one flag. America, we're Americans. heck with all these other guys. (laughs) Why do we have a heart for other guys? Because we were given it by God. And we were given the resource to actually back up our mouth on that one. That we're supposed to be that. Therefore, we can pray, God, save this economy, even though it's on a fast track to destruction, and stop whatever is happening in the front office from destroying it because it's meant to be here to intercede for the rest of mankind. And the moment we lose that, the moment we become that one world banking system, one world religion, one world, we'll be toast right along with everybody else. We're not here to be superior, we're here to be generous. We're the strongest nation because, and you won't believe this, because we're morally excellent. I know you don't buy that. I didn't either when God said it to me. But it's the meaning of the word dunamis. When we look up the word dunamis in the Greek we see power. The next thing it says is power based on excellent character so Jesus didn't heal with his might he healed with his character his character was excellent and then the next thing it says moral excellence is dunamis power Hmm. we could argue about how we're not morally excellent but we're the only nation that's five seconds away from a stunning revival. We're so close to it, it's breathing right down our neck. It's the way to finance. It's the way to life. It's the way to stand in the fall of what's going on. It's the way to drive disease out of the nation. It's the way to live. is through repentance and revival unto Christ Jesus. And with his name being the only thing shouted Again, and again, and again. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Okay, I'm, I'm pretty done insulting. I have lots of other insulting things, but it's not necessary to keep beating on a horse that went to the water but refuses to drink. <laughs> We're having an anointing coming to the country uh, that's beyond what we've ever seen before. We've never known the power of the anointing the Father's about to release on the country. Um, We've never seen it because we're too busy with our mess. We're messy people. Uh, Nothing's changed. We've been messy for some time. But he likes our mess. And why he likes us, I will never know. May God be gracious to you. Bless you throughout your life. to you. Bless you throughout your life. His praise will rise when every knee has bowed and every tongue confesses there's only one God now. May God be gracious to you. Bless you through At night, that his ways would be known upon the earth and salvation. land on this earth sing for joy to their God He judges with righteousness His words bring balance on the earth Let the people sing praises to Him Brand new sound Sad night. May God be gracious to you, may he bless you throughout, may he show you the road you must take, bless you throughout. Consider asking the Father to begin a process of reconciliation in your life and a place of asking him to judge. You don't want man judging you. You want God to do that because he's the only one that will do it in righteousness. We are incapable of judging in righteousness. He isn't. He doesn't condemn, by the way. He doesn't point at you and see where you screwed up. He just lets you see yourself. And I don't know about you, but that breaks me into a thousand pieces to see myself. But it's who he likes. I can't tell you why. And when I'm on my face and I'm weeping and I'm going just, I hate what I'm seeing, Father. He said, no, I don't. I love what I'm looking at. That's a loving father. When you can have the worst day of your life and it is not on your permanent record. Thank you, Father, for letting me speak anything at all. Not been able to say too much Just been on the floor crying at all But there's something Turning towards us now It's the love of God Coming in a wave of power That makes grace a light that shines and will not go out. Time to feel. to feel the love, the life And it's time to embrace the conviction that turns your love into light, into holiness in this time Don't miss this chance As this year will pass Almost unnoticed And by next year It's the number seven It's the completion of All things That will be too late God is speaking Will you hear? I'm learning to love. I love you. the Best I know how so far. I'll do better as I go. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. fill every soul with a deep desire to know you more until they do. Let this be a a 100% house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Love you. See you again.